Today is November 26th, Season 2, Episode 42, Decky Mustache, No Longer. How are we? It is an emotional time because I have the mustache right now because we're recording it before the Brown Family uh, Christmas pictures. But we'll get to that on the back end. We have Mark Mitri on for you guys right now. And let me tell you, this is one of the best podcasts I think we've ever done in terms of just getting on someone who's so like-minded to the back pocket and not even really knowing him um, personally beforehand. We met Mark on Instagram in the streets of LinkedIn uh, probably almost a year ago and just kind of followed him, kept in touch, got to know him more. He got to know us more. He's our podcast guest today. People always ask us, how many no's do you get uh, for guests? And we always tell them we have like a 95% success rate because we never give up. We always try to find a way to give them value. And Mark Mitri is a perfect example of that. So stick around, listen to that full podcast, and then make it to the back end. Become a tier above the rest, a marketing intern, a listener, a learner of an average quality of the back pocket, a what-did-you-learn segment, and a feel-good story. That's a wrap. Let's kick it to Mark Mitri. Enjoy. Mitri, you're here live on the Back Pocket Podcast. Let's get this, Brett. How are we doing today? Fantastic. Thank you guys so much for having me. Awesome, man. Well, uh, before we get into the Back Pocket uh, rhythm, we want to get a little background on who you are, how old you are, what you're doing in the world, and what you're passionate about. So, man, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're just going to get into it. So, I'm uh, I'm a 21-year-old. I am... Um, you know, kind of like my thing is that, uh, you know, my uh, my parents immigrated to the United States from Egypt the year before I was born. They didn't really uh, know the language or like have any kind of money or anything like that. So kind of like humble beginnings. And, you know, in turn, like that just kind of made me into like a kind of like a crafty and resourceful kid. But uh, I was always like kind of like shy and introverted, like didn't really um, didn't really do too much with like my life and like with social things and like um yeah I was just really shy and uh, like in turn what that created was you know somebody that kind of like went on the internet really young so like I remember I was on there like when I was 11 12 and like I ended up starting a YouTube channel around video games because uh like I love playing video games and uh like I played Call of Duty and a bunch of them and uh like I was just like the best one out of my friend group so I was like, dude, I'm going to like post videos and see like if other people do stuff. And then like it eventually turned into like these video game, like different commentaries. So it was like kind of a podcast. And um, I remember one of my channels had like 35,000 subscribers. And this is in like 2011 when like YouTube was like not, you know, what it is today. And it was just like that kind of time. And like I just learned a bunch of different things online, like uh started making like websites, started making apps pretty young. And like that led me eventually to uh, making like this Minecraft server when I was 15 years old, just from like me going on there with like my friends and like realizing that like, like I just got on a bunch of servers. And for those of you that don't know, that's just like a place where you can like play 
with uh, with like other friends and you can invite them like a lot of video games have them now. It's so, like I just started my own one and you know within like seven months it became the world's number one Minecraft server. And you know it kind of went mm-hmm. from me somebody that you know kind of just like you know walked walked along like I remember my uh, my first job was when I was like 12 uh, when I was like still on this online stuff and I was like working at this store and I was just like sweeping floors and I did that in order to get enough money to like buy a, uh, an iPhone and to buy like a laptop and stuff and once I once I was in I was like in the game and like from that point on um, like I just I just kind of like hustled, like kind of like not knowing it. Like now that I look back at it as a 21 year old, like that's what I was doing. I was 15, 16. Um, and it just like led me to like a lot of uh, financial success. Uh, so I kind of went from like, a, um, you know, a state where like I did, wasn't really making much money, didn't really have like much money, like afford different like things that I want. to now like basically just like kind of like having a, like a golden ticket almost of just like this thing that like, you have fun. So it's like, it's not even like you're working. Like I, I never even viewed it in that way. That's making like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, like six figures just from like playing with your friends. And like, that's like 99% automated. It just like totally changes the game for you. But it's like, at that same time, like I just kind of stumbled into this. And, um, you know, despite being, you know, externally successful, like inside, I just, I still thought of myself as like a loser. Like I still thought of myself as not somebody that was successful at all. And like, funny enough, like I only started to realize this when I actually went on uh, a podcast, like for the first time, like last year I got invited and they were talking to me and they're like, yeah, so we heard you have like this Minecraft server. And I just, you know, kind of like started to realize that. So like, I never kind of figured it out. So like that kind of led me to asking like a bunch of different questions in my life kind of like being confused, like kind of being like, um, like when all my other friends were, you know, in school and like, kind of like their plan, like their future plans for life were just, just like to like graduate and go to this college to get like this job to get like, you know, like this salary and just like live. And then like, then finally live. I was like already making that level of money and like way more. And I hadn't even graduated high school yet. So like that to me, I just started to like ask different questions and stuff. So like that kind of like led me down this path. And like, ultimately I just kind of had like this, uh, like this, uh, like in 2015, 16, I went off to college and that's when I like started to shape, shift my worldview. And I started to kind of like go down like this dark spiral where I just gained like a bunch of weight. I was over like 200 pounds. I was super depressed. I would like, you know, go to sleep at like 4 a.m. and wake up at like 8 a.m. and just like you know treat my body horribly just live like a bad lifestyle not really do the things that I want to do nothing that I'm passionate about and uh, I just kind of had like this spiral and eventually I just like kind of came out of it by uh, like doing a bunch of things one of them was like starting a business and kind of like then like eventually starting a podcast so like this is all very much like in the making so like that's basically who I am and like that's it, man. Mark, dude, uh, you are a stud, man. That is awesome, dude. That's a hell of a story. I mean, starting off with a YouTube channel um, in 2011, and then I mean, just gaining was it? You said 3,500 or 35,000? 35,000. 35,000 subscribers. I mean, kudos to you that early. That's awesome. And then you go on to Minecraft and take that to becoming the number one thing. Is that correct? It went YouTube, then Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was, yeah, that was like a progression from that. Yeah. 
Okay, so starting there, why did you originally get onto YouTube? What were some of those early attractions? Because you kind of got on there a little bit before people started using it as like a vlog and using it as a revenue base. There were still those tendencies, but you were definitely earlier than most. So what was the early draw to YouTube? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, like I think a part of it is I just kind of used it as a coping mechanism because I didn't really have much friends. So like there was a part of it that was that. And then it was also kind of like, um, you know, like I just play video games a lot of the time. So it's like, what else can you do aside from playing video games? You can watch other people playing video games. So like, I remember there were like a few people already on there that were doing this thing that, you know, now video games like on YouTube is like one of the most watched categories. So I kind of like saw that and I just like eventually started watching their stuff. I got really good at my video games and like what I was playing. And then I just started, I was like, yo, I gotta put this out there. Like I'm good enough. Like, you know, something like that. Like it wasn't, um, it wasn't anything to what I'm doing right now, but it was just like, kind of like that very natural progression. I have, I had, you know, this is not any kind of like strategy, no kind of like intentionality even. I just got super unbelievably lucky, I think. So then you take your talents to Minecraft, which is an anomaly in itself. Um, did you, did it start with like Googling how to start your own server and it, you just grew it from there? Yeah. I literally say I just Googled my way through it and like, I didn't, um, you know, like some of the technical things I didn't even totally understand. So what I did is I just went to, I think I went to like upwork.com or some freelancer website. And I just like hired this guy from India, like 20 bucks to, uh, like show me how to do it. And he did it um just like kind of a one-time thing and then i remember i initially the server host was like eight dollars a month for like the lowest thing and that's what i did and so like i ended up launching the server with like 28 like 30 bucks and like i wasn't even thinking about it at all um like really like it it was really interesting so like i started it in november of 2013 and like I remember I had started it and like towards the beginning of November and it was just like kind of moving along for like the first two weeks. Some people were joining, people were like starting to join. And like, I started doing like some small events and stuff. And then like, I just started looking around and I was like, okay, what are the other Minecraft servers doing? And I just noticed that, you know, they've got their own websites. They have like stores where people can buy like stuff with real money through like microtransactions, like the same way that you can buy them like on your iPhone games and stuff like that for 99 cents. So like I just started doing like seeing that stuff and doing it myself in like my own way. And um, like I remember in Thanksgiving time, um, it made like, you know, like 50 bucks one day and then it made like 200 bucks and then it made like 50 bucks and then like the next month made like a couple grand. So like it was just like that kind of progression and then it just went absolutely crazy that summer and like hundreds of thousands of people were joining our server like it was insane like it was just something that was just a complete thing on its own like i remember our website got like something like you know 20 million people on there like tens of thousands of like registered premium paying members like it was just ridiculous it was just a thing all on its own and like that's when i actually started to understand like oh wait this whole like internet stuff which is like you know, let's be honest here, like, there's, there's just you, like, talking, or, like, trying to communicate your thoughts, and then you're just, like, pressing a bunch of buttons, and, like, through doing that, I was just able to just, like, lift myself into a completely different, like, external success status, at least, 
Um, so like, yeah, like they just, it just taught me a lot. Um, but yeah. So then you're wrapping up is this was all during uh, high school, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So you're wrapping up high school and now you're heading towards college. Uh, what was, what was the motivation to even go to college? Cause you're making good money already. And what, like, was your parents behind you on that one or what was there an external thing? Yeah. I mean, so I, my parents definitely had a high standard of education on me, even though I was not a good student at all. Like I remember I would just like slide, like just try to do like the bare minimum just to get by. Like I was like a C, B, D student. Um, but, but yeah, my parents always kind of like had, had that regard. So I had to be like somewhat conscious of it and like going to college was just like a, um, like my parents definitely wanted me to go to college and it was just like the thing to do. Cause like, I didn't have, I didn't understand anything that I understand today. Um, so that was kind of it. And like the way that I, that I'll answer that is like, I remember I sat down with my sister and, and, and I was like, you know, what do you want to do? And like, I didn't necessarily have an answer, but I was just like, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing right now. So like, that was my thought process. I didn't really have like a vision for the future or, or anything like that. Where did you end up going to college? Or how long were you there for? Uh, WIT in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Now, did you end up going there? Yeah. No. Um, yeah, no. So I'm not there right now. Um, but um, I went there initially for computer science, but I ended up uh, moving to uh, like a business degree. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I think it's one of those things where like, if it's just, you know, like, I think, uh, I think, I think like, like without a doubt, I would not be where I am if I didn't go through college at all. Because like, you know, mm -hmm. for me, it put me in those experiences. So I think it really just comes down to like looking at kind of like what you want to do. And for me, it was just a matter of like, dude, I'm busy. Like I don't have time to like go to class and do this and that. So um, I, it's just not really for me at all. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, kudos. Hey, for you leveraging though that and knowing that and like, hey, I need to figure out how to leverage my time in a different way. And then you're going into um, – virtual reality and humans 2.0 i mean and you mentioned that last you're on a podcast last year that kind of inspired you to start your own podcast i mean your story in the podcast industry is awesome your story on linkedin is awesome dude you're the probably the the savviest user of linkedin we know so that is mad props to you um let's tap into virtual reality first kind of where did you see that and how did you get into it yeah so so I had always like been aware a little bit about virtual reality. Like I, I remember seeing it like at the mall or like at the Microsoft store where they have it on demo. Um, and I had played some of the games, but I didn't really think of it too much. And it was only until, um, it was only until I like, you know, really a big part in me kind of like uh, getting a hold on my life was like the concept of like creating a future for myself. Because I learned that, you know, if you don't have something to strive forward to tomorrow, then you become hopeless. And you think that, you know, what's happening right now today is going to be no better than what's to come tomorrow. Um, so that was a major part of it. And part of that, like, discovery was, like, just looking out in the future and seeing, like, 
what kinds of different so like now that i have like a real understanding of technology right um like through the server and like i started to realize different things so like the biggest realization that made me understand the power of technology was um so like i said my parents are from egypt uh, i've been there i visited there it's a great place but um in 2011 2012 they had a like a revolution. There was this thing called the Arab Spring. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's basically mm-hmm. where like a bunch of Middle Eastern countries in like a very short period just like all like revolted against their governments that were like tyrannies or just like were bad and like they kicked people out. It was just like this like like this beginning of like this like freedom, depending on who you ask. And like I remember I was talking to my cousins because they still live in Egypt and like some of the stuff that happened was horrible. It wasn't too bad. But um, one of the things that he told me was like when it was first happening, uh, some of the, some of like the graffiti that was up on the walls, like on some of like the, the buildings was like a blue square with the, the, with the white F meaning like Facebook. And that's because like the, literally the entire revolution started from a Facebook group chat. Like wow. that's how these things start. So like, that stuff started happening i started to see the server and i was like wait there's like something that's totally different going on and like while i didn't necessarily like get it in this way back then like that's when i started to like really understand uh like the power of technology okay um so like for me once i understood that um it was just like a natural progression me understanding where the future is going to go with all the exponential technology so i'm talking about things like um artificial intelligence, IoT, the Internet of Things, blockchain, virtual reality, augmented reality, um, uh, medical nanobots, uh, biotech, like so many different exponential technologies are coming out, which basically means um, a bunch of different industries are being created at the same time. And these technologies are being accelerated so fast that when they come together, they actually accelerate faster. So it's kind of like if you look at... um, what everyone has in their pocket today, you know, an iPhone, that's a supercomputer that's a million times more powerful, a thousand times cheaper, a thousand times more portable than the United States president had like 20 years ago. You've just got to like start projecting on like what's going to happen in the future, like five, 10, 20 years when these things get super small. And then eventually they become the size of like this atom nanobot and you can like put it in your bloodstream. And like this concept that technology isn't really this thing that you have to think about. It's just this thing that just kind of like helps you on your own life. Um, So like that was part of it. And like, I looked into virtual reality. That was the one that kind of like spoke to me because I just realized that like, it's not just being used for like video games and it's not just like this gimmick. Did you know that, you know, Walmart, for example, one of the biggest employers in the country is using virtual reality to train their employees. And they have a bunch of these centers in the back of their stores where they have virtual reality headsets in combination with different artificial intelligence technologies that actually like train them how to do everything. Because it's like not only cheaper, it's also way more efficient. And it's the person learns and learns by doing way faster. They retain the information way better. It's just like this crazy experience and it's cheaper. So. There's like that example. Another example is like the U.S. military 
is using virtual reality in certain cases to treat veterans that have PTSD. So it's like, you know, you look at a problem like PTSD, for example, and other uh, like mental traumas that happen. And you start to think like, okay, how, how is the solution being tackled today? Okay. So there's like prescription drugs, which is like, um, you know, some of it's helpful and some of it's causing like the opiate epidemic, which in America is like this gigantic thing that's, that, that's going on right now. Um, and it's like, what if we could use this technology to actually help people instead? Boston's Children's Hospital is using it to um, do different um, demos with kids to like distract them and also people that are in pain. VR has actually been shown to be more effective than morphine at pain killing. So there's that. So it's like all these different uses. So I was just like, hey, how can I get in, like involved in this industry? So like in the next 10, 15 years, I can like at least try to be somebody in like 10, 15, like somebody revolutionary within that industry. So like I started this company called ViewDream that basically began to try to uh, distribute VR headsets around the world. So like we tried to do a bunch of different things, like um, get them in classrooms, uh, do like different programs where we would, we would um, give you like a free one. We started launching like different content things on the internet online. Um, we basically ended up having like a super successful, um, like just over like through a year's period of just like marketing successfully, we became like one of the top 10 virtual reality websites. Like we, we were, our site was getting viewed like millions of times. Eventually see, like other CEOs of VR companies started reaching out to us and they're like, Hey, you know, what can, what can we do to work together to get some of the results that you're getting on us? So like, that's really what we've been morphing into and shifting into kind of like this growth agency for virtual and augmented reality companies. And the future for us is um, like, you know, five, 10 years out to actually start developing VR software for certain solutions that like we think VR has a good shot at maybe tackling in the world. Uh, a big one for me is kind of mental health and I'm forming another organization called Metamorphosis that's actually sole purpose is to tackle mental health by using these different technologies. Um, like for me, what I realized growing up is um, like, I, you know, I had, I had all sorts of different, um, you know, health problems. Like when I was six months, I almost died because I had like different uh, like bacterial infections and like my health has never really been like the stable thing up until three years ago when like I decided to make a change. Um, so like, well, I actually, yeah. So like the change for me was just um, like, just like kind of going on like this, um, like this tale where uh, like this, like this journey, like just kind of thinking of myself as like the hero of my own story. And I'm like, you know, if my grandkids are looking at this day right now, like what would I be doing? So it's just like, kind of like thinking in that kind of perspective and like what I want to be doing in life. So like for me, it was just like getting clear on like why I'm alive and like what I'm doing every single day. That for me is super important. That's why I sucked at school because I just, I was just like, this is not important. Like I was always like that kind of kid. Like I was just um, kind of that. So like I had a trajectory, like something to aim at sort of. And at the same time for me, like taking care of my physiology, my health was really important because I was not somebody that like exercised regularly, like had any kind of knowledge about like nutrition or, or anything like that at all. So like I had a, I had a variety of like chronic illnesses like that ultimately stem from autoimmune and just from like 
sorting out my food and exercising and sleeping well and surrounding myself with the right people and doing different things like uh, meditation and yoga and trying to live in a state of gratitude and like trying to write things down, like journaling every day. I was just able to like totally reinvent myself. And then also with the podcast and getting to talk to all these, like the greatest minds of our time has just like totally lifted me into like this totally different uh, person to who I was like a year ago, two years ago, six months ago. Um, That's awesome. What's cool about like um, just hearing your story, it is, first off, you are one of the most self-aware person, people that I've ever met, talked to. Um, And with that, I mean, you could just see it over and over and over. There's awareness of what other people are doing and then the ability to take that and raise yourself to that standard. And then once you're there, you see the next uh, realm of people that are doing something that's even better. Then you take what they know and raise yourself to that standard. You know, you, you, and yeah, just think of it as like, you're conquering these newer mountains and then seeing higher mountains to conquer as you keep going. And it's amazing to, it's just amazing to really see that. Um, But and, and there's there's peaks and valleys, right? There's peaks and valleys, there's highs and lows, ebbs and flows, strikes and gutters. But um, what is like your average quality in the sense of like, man, I tried this for the first time and I just sucked at it. Or, um, you know, something that you maybe do well sometimes, but you struggle with it other times. What would that be? Um, dude, honestly, if I'm being totally honest with you, honestly, I think everything. Um, like, I just think that like, you know, like I'll tell you this, the way that I'll answer your question is one of the biggest mind blowing things that I've learned through interviewing a bunch of people on my podcast, like over 175 people, people like, um, Seth Godin, like one of the greatest authors of our time, Naveen Jane, somebody that has like a space company, the biggest takeaway that I could possibly translate to somebody is this people that are like super super successful they're literally like they they sometimes get the same thoughts as you like they they are afraid they have doubts they have insecurities like some of them might go onto podcasts and they're like oh is that like like they're they're all the same but what they do differently is they just do it instead and eventually what ends up happening is people don't remember your failures like uh, you'll just be kind of known for those successes. And like, eventually if you kind of like construct this narrative, um, people will kind of like remember you by that. So like that, the reason I answer that question that way is I just think like, like I don't learn things fast. Like it takes me a while to get my groove on with like anything new that I do. Um, I'm always trying to do that better but it's like i don't think i'm necessarily like good at like this one particular thing um i just think i'm like i'm just always i'm always at bat like i'm always trying like i'm always doing it i'm always doing it and it's like some of them are gonna suck actually a lot of them have sucked but it's like i don't even care like that's just part of the process that's just part of the journey because i know when i like look back in like 20 years i'm gonna be like dude remember when i was 21 and i was like you know, featured on Forbes and I was doing this and I was talking to all these people and it's just going to be like a a super funny thing. And I'm just going to laugh at all this stuff. So it's like, even that stuff and even like the serious stuff that happens in life, like, I just think it's all about just like doing it and, you know, thinking about it later. (laughs) I think all three of us share the same kind of mantra. I mean, and I'm not trying to 
give us the same credibility you have because honestly, Mark, you're light years ahead of uh, some of the accomplishments that we're trying to get after. But the thing that we do share is we're ordinary people, man. And we have extraordinary passions and those extraordinary passions build those average qualities into things that um, are pretty damn cool. And, and your ability to tap into technology and use what you've been doing since you're a little kid and just continue to develop that whole path has been really cool to follow. And I'm just very impressed just to hear your story because we just, we've been in touch on LinkedIn or on Instagram DMs for how many? literally a year, Mark, Mark, we probably started following you right when we started getting into like the hashtag podcast game on, on Instagram and um, just kind of trying to find what other people were doing out there. And we followed you and um, just kind of tracked your progress, found you on LinkedIn, saw what you were doing there. And it was like, this, uh, Andrew and I were like, look at each other. I always was talking about Mark Mitri and his humans 2.0 podcast and how similar it was to ours. And like, I just kept seeing you scale and scale and scale one week. It's Neil Patel next week. It's Ed Milet. And I'm just <laughs> loving it all. Yeah. Like, congrats, man. You're crushing it. But like our mindsets are so similar. We're 22 years old. We just graduated college. Like, yeah, we took the normal path in some oh, instance. Nice. We played football in college. I was an engineer. Andrew was a business major, but like, dude, we were average football players and we connected on the ability of just showing up every day and to grind and to grind to just, you know, be on the team and really put forth our best step. We got inspired to do a podcast and then we started just recording and trying it out and seeing how it works. And yeah, no one really, like the funny, uh, we're a comedy podcast and it's really funny because you, when you look back at your first podcast, it's hilarious and the people who get our fir- like <laughs> our full scope of like what is the back pocket it's the ones who started episode one and now they're seeing us talk with all these different people similar to like your situation and it's like holy shit where how did where did the time go you know it's just it's awesome man yeah dude i mean i saw you guys on instagram too and i just saw you know you also you guys just kept on showing up so uh yeah that's probably why like i just saw you guys as legit dudes trying to do something and like as somebody that's also trying to do something out there in the world um i love it man i love it man and like about the scaling up man like dude i just like throughout when i look back at when i was podcasting like i just hit different like throughout as the time progressed and through the months i just like hit different levels where i just like intentionally just like up my level every single time to the point of like where i knew where i would be today from like the beginning of this year like i just like once i see a goal dude i'm just a train and i'm just gonna so like i totally knew this was gonna happen and um i haven't even started yet i don't neither one of us we haven't even started yet we're super young and it's just like what we're gonna do here on this planet is gonna be lit (laughs) (laughs) what's cool though and i don't think a lot of people recognize this is the confidence to say those things, right? Like some people will probably mm-hmm. listen to this and be like, yo, what? Like that's kind of cocky. That's not very humble. Like, what is he talking about? But it's like, no, you don't understand where we came from in the sense that we, this was built from scratch, man. It was absolutely nothing. It was deserted land before Mark Mitri showed up, you know? And people need to understand that perspective and where your mindset is now. Because if you can accomplish what you've accomplished already, Think about what you can accomplish in that five to 10 year scale. And that's how you have to think. That's why you started View Dream. And that's why we started this podcast, because we know podcasts are here to stay. And there's, there's a scalable factor in that.
Dude, that's so well said. Yeah, I love that, man. I like the way you talk. You're a great, you guys are great hosts. Hey, Thank thanks. You. So, Mark, wait, can we talk about LinkedIn? Yeah, are, we, are, you, are you getting there? Yeah, let's, right, let's go you, into LinkedIn. <laughs> what was right. kind of, yeah, this, I mean, again, we're just kind of touching oh. into how you go into a certain field, like YouTube and then Minecraft and then VR Perfect. and all this different stuff. I know. Go into, go into LinkedIn. So, like, I, I always kind of had LinkedIn. always just kind of used it as, like, an online resume. Didn't really use it much. Um, so, when I was starting my, uh, my business, View Dream, uh, I used to write a lot of articles and um, I was writing one on like the top VR influencers and this guy kept on showing up. His name was Alan Smithson and he kept on showing up again and again and again until finally, you know, I Googled him, his LinkedIn account came up first. I clicked on it. He's like this amazing guy in the augmented virtual reality space. And when I started my podcast, I reached out to him. He, he came on episode five. So he was like way at the beginning and we've kept in touch and he's such an amazing person and friend. And like, um, so when he came on, he told me in the podcast that he tries to write a LinkedIn post every day. And I'm like, really? Wow. Um, so I thought that was interesting. So like, that was kind of like my start. And what I did is like, after I, um, you know, recorded it with Alan, I didn't really do much with it until really until like the, or no, no, excuse me. So after I had on Alan, this was in like September of 2017. Um, so like I got on LinkedIn and I started to post like every day. Like I started to like, just like write like silly, like not silly, but like just simple ideas, like whatever I was thinking throughout that day until eventually like this, this challenge came up and it was the hashtag let's get honest initiative uh, where like you film this video about like a thing that you want to get honest about, like, and you want to tell people or something like that. And so like I made a video and it was like me just talking about like how I um, face like a lot of social anxiety in my life. And I had been trying to tackle that fear like systematically and getting over it. And, you know, today I'm doing different things like public speaking, like nowhere near, you know, the, the shy little kid that I was like even five years ago. It's completely crazy to think about it. So like I just like came out with that video um and like the video got some traction some stuff like that didn't really think much of it and i kind of just like left the platform alone until february of uh of, of 2018 i had on this guy quentin allums and i um those you know like this guy yeah yeah exactly so i got to interview this guy and he basically went from like having negative $900 in his bank account to like his company failing, all this different stuff. And like through him doing a lot of his own work and kind of like his own journey. Um, and then also kind of like using LinkedIn as a part of that to like as a vessel. I saw this guy that, you know, he was in the middle of like starting a successful company. He was like coming out with like these big uh, media brand deals, all really from like LinkedIn. Like he, he told me like it was, it, it was that powerful. Like I remember the the day after that um it took me about like a, a two weeks a month to get to get started i was just starting to post on linkedin like seriously for march of just last year and i try to post every single day sometimes i do videos um, and then what happened is uh, i interviewed this guy named kyle mogad and uh he's like this uh he's an awesome guy he, i think he's like a meditation teacher now um but he was on uh Gary V's team that did like his social media stuff. 
but he was telling me he was like dude you've gotta like start making like videos uh of your podcast like after you do it like, on social so like through him like just texting me back and forth like I eventually got the motivation to do that and like I just tried to like get better at you know making videos post them up on LinkedIn and Instagram um and uh and yeah like my LinkedIn just kind of like went to a different level like it started to be the primary driver and like my podcast started to get like 85 percent of like my business leads from it and like different um like i've like some just ridiculous opportunities have come to me from from linkedin from just posting every single day and trying to like learn what works best on the platform and just like being authentic and um always trying to mix it up and just doing things like that and i like that's really been it and like linkedin's been changed like LinkedIn's easily like totally changed my life. So I love that. And um, two things that you said, or actually one thing, authenticity. That is the key to like pretty much any social media that I've found and you're crushing it in that sense. The second thing is LinkedIn is the only social media platform that I'm aware of where adults and the younger generation, like our generation are talking to each other. Actively. Actively. Mm -hmm. And the authenticity goes so much further and I see it and I didn't really see it in LinkedIn when I was in college, like the last three years. But when I started following you on LinkedIn and I saw the Pete, like when you comment on someone's post and it's like Quentin Allums, I see that dude on my feed yeah. every single day, connected with him. Great guy. Yeah. Right. Um, when you do that, um, it, it pops up on their feed. And so you kept doing this to like all the coolest freaking people. And I'm seeing, okay, LinkedIn is so much more, than just like your dad's buddy who adds you on LinkedIn and like he's posting about his construction company. Like it's so much yeah. more than you telling everyone that you got an internship at 3M. It's so much more than that. And then when I started and Andrew started just posting about the podcast and like just putting it out there transparent as, as we could possibly be, you get it right back in return because so many people are like active on it, want to put their best foot forward. And uh, there does get some weird times in there where it is like a weird thing where everyone's just trying to like put their best step forward. And you're like, Hey, we should try and dice some controversy in here every once in a while on LinkedIn. But again, it's just, it's fun, man. It's, it's a fun time. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think this is what it is, man. Like ever since LinkedIn was bought by Microsoft and like, yeah, I was on this panel with the, uh, the head of strategy at Microsoft and he was telling me that like, dude, the future is gigantic corporations building digital platforms and then building communities on those and the keys to build content and different things in those communities and if you do that you're gonna win man and like really what's happening is that you know i remember jeff jeff wiener uh the uh the ceo of uh, linkedin he put out this post and it was like the goal of linkedin is for everybody to have some sort of an economic opportunity from their phone. And like, if you just look at the way that technology and history is moving, like the, the United Nations said that the smartphone has been the world's greatest invention in human history to lift people out of poverty. I'm a, I'm a fantastic example of that. It's fundamentally changed the game for so many people. And dude, LinkedIn is just like an extension of what this is. The next step is like, we're not going to refer to this as like LinkedIn. We're not going to refer to it as social media. We're not going to like refer to it as like, you know, Skype video chats. Like it's just going to be life. And 
it's just going to, technology is going to enable access. Like it's going to enable it. So like, dude, why do you have to travel a hundred miles to see me? Like, why can't we do this interview right in front of each other? So like, that's the, that's the way the future is moving. That's the way it's actually operating. And it's like LinkedIn is just like the, the foundational beginning of this. So like my goal is just like, see what the future foundation is being built on, build with it. Because when that grows, you're also going to grow. So like, dude, I haven't even started yet. Podcasts haven't, like we, podcasts haven't even hit it yet. Like this is the beginning of the beginning because there's 3.54 billion people on the internet right now. In the next five years, all of the remaining people like throughout the rest of the world, all 8 billion, they're going to join the internet. That's going to be the world's most influx of um, information, of eyeballs, people that have access to capital, people that have access to opportunities. And at the same time, remember like at the beginning of this conversation, when we were talking about exponential technologies, all of these different technologies are being built. So many smart people that actually now have the tools to like put their talent and effort somewhere. The internet's like done that basically for us. Like there's no way any of us would be where we would be if we didn't have like this mediator that is LinkedIn, that is the internet. So it's just like, like I'm just getting ready. Like we haven't even started like the world is about to explode and um, I'm pumped, man. I love that. Dude, it's overwhelming and it's scary for sure. And but you got to be able to, like you said early on, those small things that you do, whether it's meditation, eating properly, um, getting proper sleep, all of those things allow you to maximize the day to eventually get yourself to make that impact that you're hoping to make. So my question is, what would the most productive day or you have your typical days, but what are one of the one of the most productive days for you? And if you if you don't if or some of the days that aren't hitting those metrics, like what would the most productive day look like? Yeah, man. Like, dude, I think that's a great question. And you know, something that I've figured out is like I don't know if it's like maybe I'm naturally more aligned to this behavior, but I just realized like sometimes like throughout my entrepreneurial journey, like I would come at like the end of the, like the end of the night, like where I'm about to fall asleep, like in my bed and I'm like, um, like changing into like my sleeping clothes and things like that. And I'm just like thinking like, sometimes I'm just like, wow, I didn't do anything today. I didn't do anything productive at all. But what that actually is, is like, dude, I did, I was doing so much productive stuff, but I was just being super critical on myself. And like what I realized is when I did that and I built up some um, guilt kind of like on myself, that was actually what what was enabling me from not being productive throughout the rest of my day. So that's, that, that's like an avenue that I like to like think of that question. But it's also like a productive day for me, like my ideal day, um, like the ideal day that I want to live is like, for example today I would classify as like my perfect ideal, the best possible day I could possibly have. Uh, I woke up, um, I uh, went to the gym, uh, came back, did some, uh, did some of like my meditation practice. Like I sort of got like this morning routine where it's like a combination of doing like something active uh, and then also kind of having like a mindfulness aspect. Like I always meditate for, half an hour every single day. That's just been my thing to do. Um, and it's totally changed my life. And then 
also like writing things down. Like I've realized that, you know, sometimes I don't necessarily totally understand what I'm thinking unless I write it down. And like, once I'm able to do that, it creates another feedback loop and it just totally changes the way that you think about life. Um, Cause you kind of see yourself from this different perspective. So doing those things in the morning, I've really sort of like that primes me up and I'm just like ready to do whatever. So like after that, I just go straight into like the office and just smash it down. Like just different, uh, like doing a wide different things, like uh, having different meetings with people, different business meetings. Today was like uh, sort of like, today I sort of made it like my podcast day. So like today I literally had like uh, six podcast interviews lined up today. You guys are my last one. And I'm not even joking. I didn't even do this on purpose. Like I literally looked at my calendar and I was like, oh wow, I just happened to have scheduled a bunch of podcasts. And like, I'm always, um, I'm always like tr- trying to move around. Like I try to like eat uh, breakfast and uh, dinner with like my family. And I'm just like, I'm just like living life. And it's like, um, you know, my free time, I try to work on like my podcast. I try to do uh, like the organization metamorphosis about mental health that I was talking to you about. And like, mm-hmm. that's just my ideal day. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, you're, you're jam packed in that day, but at the same time, it's very simple in the fact of you want to spend time with your family. You want to treat your body right. And you want to love what you're doing. That's so cool. That's freaking great, man. Um, one question for you because it sounds like you're just att- you were attacking the day and we're on the back end of it. So at least thank you for uh, including us, man. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> what is in your back pocket um, when you're in these day to day routines? When you're like, I just gotta crush it. I gotta um, get after it today. Lock in mentally tight. Um, what is in your back pocket in terms of like a mental attribute? Yeah. So honestly, I would say this like throughout my journey like I was I was always like kind of looking for like things to like kind of like take me to the next level and uh like meditation we talked about was one of them like exercising so like there's a lot of different things that you can do to like just help yourself but honestly like what I realized is you know I believe that we all have like access to like our full power our true selves all the time but I think it's just depending on our decisions and our behavior and whatever identity we choose to act on in that moment, I think it's dependent on that. So like what I've, what I'm really trying to say is like, it's a muscle of just like switching on. Like, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's like eventually through a lot of different like techniques that are in like neuroscience, maybe even like cognitive behavioral therapy, um, just like of switching yourself on um, and switching like sort of like your default mode. I recommend, um, you know, reading, reading a book called hardwiring happiness by Dr. Rick Hansen, somebody I've had on the podcast. And it's just like doing things like, okay, when, like when something good happens in your life, like throughout your day, just like stop and just like take a breath in and just like really like, like just, just like, take a moment and just like realize how grateful you are that that thing just happened. And like through doing like different things, like, um, like being aware of your body language and like realizing that, you know, if you smile, um, you are a more likely chance of like emitting happy emotions, even if you don't feel like it. So I think it's just like a combination of like 
all of these different things that like just kind of like you start learning and eventually like I'm just at this point where it doesn't matter how I'm feeling if I need to like go into a meeting or I need to go into like a podcast interview it's just like a muscle that you flick on and sometimes it's it's easier sometimes it's not but eventually like you just get in this habit of like okay you know whatever kind of like trick whatever kind of excuse or story that my mind is playing for me to like not show up or like for for me like to be angry at this person and like do this and do that it's just like you eventually just you snap into it and um you know like not everyone I can't do it all the time like sometimes it it, it gets to me sometimes I lash out but it's just like once you really understand that like it's all in your own hands and like you can just click the switch and doesn't matter what you need to do you can just go into like that beast mode for whatever it is like that meeting or that podcast like that's what that's what I have in my back pocket man I think that's what it is like just doing it even if I like even if my thoughts are telling me like dude nobody freaking likes this video like this dude this video sucks man like why are you putting this out on LinkedIn or like why are you putting out this podcast like it just doesn't matter like you just do it no matter what and then it's like as soon as you realize it's like in that sense that black and white like there's no excuses like you just you 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 wrestle with the story in your head that's telling you otherwise and you just put finger to keypad you put finger to notepad you put whatever it is that you need to do and you just do it you're crushing it dude you're crushing it you just continue to get after it and Dak, do you have any other questions yes please who is a dream guest of the humans 2.0 podcast there's a lot man um i would say I'd say three people, okay? Gary Vaynerchuk, Joe Rogan, Elon Musk. Yes. Yes. Phenomenal, dude. I love that. And uh, I know you're a busy, man. You're crushing. You crushed six podcasts today. You're finishing out on the back pocket. We love that. We're the anchor. We're the Obviously, anchor, the, the finishing, one. the closer. Um, last question for you. What did you learn today from Wait, the moment? We have one more question before that. I have one more question. Sorry, I cut Andrew off. Okay. Um, do you have any questions for us? Where Where do you guys want to take the podcast? Great question. We uh, So we do our podcast in seasons. We're wrapping up our season two. Um, December 20th is our last episode. We will take a whole month off in January to recoup, recalibrate, re-engage. And we will uh, kick off season three in February. Where we want to take um, our podcast in February um, it's still up in the air a little bit, but where we want to do what we want to do is niche down to a certain topic, um, maybe a certain business, maybe something, and just tell that story through that month or through the six weeks or that four weeks or two weeks, whatever it is. We want to niche down and really unpack that story because what we found is we're really good at having these conversations and unpacking Mark Mitri's story or David Meltzer's story, but. What if we can unpack a story that is bigger than just one person and then unpack that through different perspectives and then get that perspective and then put it on and put it in people's ears. And then if they catch it, they catch it. Right. So that's really where we're going for season three. We don't have like guests to, to promote or plug right now, but that is where our mind's at. Did I, did awesome. I miss anything? No, Andrew crushed that. Thanks for okay. asking that Mark. Yeah. All right, man. Now I hyped it up and we're bringing it back to it. Our final question. What did you learn today from the moment we woke up or the moment you woke up to when we're having this conversation today? Um, hmm. I learned that, um, you know, life always sort of like gives you 
certain reminders if you've like trained yourself to look for them and to be more open of them. Um, meaning in the sense of like, um, you know, like, you know, sometimes I'll be, you know, let's just like, for example, um, I was reminded of this today, but like, let's just say, for example, like a few months ago, I, uh, I was walking down in um, this area in Boston called Longwood. And there's a bunch of hospitals there. It's like, that's what it's famous for. And I was walking down there. Um, eventually, I ended up going to Dunkin' Donuts. And I went in there. And for, like, whatever reason, I um, I was, like, super pissed off about something. Like, I was just kind of, like, throwing, like, my own kind of, like, hissy fit, like, my own sort of, like, tantrum in my own mind and uh, about something. And um, like I remember I got a coffee and I sat down. And, then like, this kid came and sat next to me. And like this kid was like 14 years old. He had a totally like bald head. And um, like him and I were just like having a conversation. And he had like a bunch of different um, like medical implants in there. And like it just like gave me like this profound sense of like um, like understanding of like, so I'm here and I'm like upset about like this stupid trivial thing when like this kid in front of me is able to like sit down and like he was smiling the entire time to like enjoy himself even though he has like you know some kind of cancer where he's in like this area right now so like i think i think that life is just like always like if we're looking for it if like we've opened up our mind to just like always look out for reminders to like kind of use those as symbols and so like the reason why i think this is like super powerful and like this is what i'm always trying to think of is like the moment that you can realize that like these things are happening for you is the moment that you know you stop dwelling on like if you were productive enough or not today or like if you screwed up this one thing or not because like once you do that you just keep on going and going and going so that's something that i was reminded of today and i think that's like a super important thing so thank you for asking me that that's a powerful message man and uh that was a powerful podcast the double p um thank you so much for coming on man we are excited to talk about this on the back end of our show and uh, keep it up, bro. Love what you're doing. Oh yeah. Thank you guys so much for inviting me. Wow. Mark Mitri's a stud, an absolute stud. I'm so thankful we got him on. 21 years old and I came on or we found out about him when he was 21 and just hearing about what he was doing when he was freaking 12. He was 15, 16. His evolution on technology of like when he found it and then how he was able to just seize every platform that he became an active user on, whether it was YouTube and then it became Minecraft. And now he's really engulfed a lot of his time into virtual reality and augmented reality, but also the podcasting and LinkedIn. Like the man optimizes every single platform. It's so cool. Yeah. And it gave like me and you a little bit of confidence too in the fact that like, we're also pioneers on these platforms and we're, we're putting in just as much effort and getting ready for that turnover just as much as he is. So uh, thank you, Mark. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Now it's time, baby. The average quality. Get fired up. It's the back end. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. Sam, how are you doing today, man? Uh, good. Doing fine. You're here for the third time. Is that, does that feel weird? Do you feel like a normal guy now on the back pocket? Uh, honestly, these chairs are a little uncomfy. I might just bring my own at this point. Maybe a lazy boy recliner 
And that brings up a good point. Um, season three, we're going to have new furniture. That's yes, a must nice. because sitting in here and talking to someone for an hour in these chairs. One time we did it for two hours. And, yeah, dude. Little it, little spoiler. I was actually for Christmas going to get some, like, pads for the seats for you guys. Mm, mm. But let's just I, you can buy the furniture, and I'll just get you a, something else. ornament or something. Yeah, yeah. surprise us, yeah. dude. An ornament, Socks. yes. Surprise Socks. for YTs, the yeah. people on the podcast that aren't yeah. on YouTube. We have a Christmas tree up because it's now after Thanksgiving, and uh, we're, we're trying to upgrade the washing den 2.0 before uh, Season 2 comes to an end. Yes, and you know what? We're say say it all you want. You know we're not feng shui guys. We get it. There's a Christmas tree breathing down Andrew's neck, and we're still at this round table, just crammed into a corner. But you know what, dude? We can recognize when what time to start selling Christmas, and that time is now. I don't care. I always hate the people. I don't hate. I loathe the people that say mm. um, it's too early to start start celebrating Christmas. Nah, dude. It's an all the time thing, especially when Halloween's over. So. Here we are, baby. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm kind of the uh, the late bloomer to Christmas. December first is usually like the time, like not right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. You can wait till at least you get some snow on the ground. We're from the Midwest. We're gonna have snow in December, so yeah. that's when I truly can feel the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love Christmas though. You only get it once a year. I mean, obviously, you just gotta go all out. I li- I watch every Harry Potter because for some reason that just seems very Christmassy to me. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you know you throw in Santa Claus one and two, but. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the Grinch. They came out with a new Grinch, which is uh, haven't seen that one yet. But you wear your ugly sweaters. Yeah. Look at this is awesome uh, for all the YouTube listeners right now. I mean, if a couple you guys of Catholic are seeing boys. this, yeah, a couple of Catholic boys, a couple of uh, Happy Birthday. Jesus's. Not a sponsor. Yeah. Not, not a sponsor. Up to great things, but not yeah, a sponsor. Not a Catholic church. Not a sponsor. Just gotta make that be known. Um, we're we're an everybody podcast. So, um, yeah, and I think this is a great transition to our average quality because right now the three of us are laughing silently at what we're saying and i feel like our average quality this week is knowing if we're funny or not and uh well i do know i'm not funny okay yeah oh yeah that was well, uh, andrew that's, that's kind of the elephant in the room but i'm glad you identified yeah it. i mean, got told that uh actually three times in the past um month maybe a little over a month uh that i'm not funny so i i maybe i gotta just you know smell the uh the roses or what's the whatever the saying is i'm not funny i'm just i'm just andrew serious over here i think you're actually funny like if for being for being real i think you're funny you make me laugh so much and i think i do the same for you we do a service for each other it's a good relationship we got sure. going on mm-hmm. but yeah it's kind of it's, it's it's interesting and I, that's what i'm like really concerned about because i've been trying all my comedy bits on you wait, wait, let's retract you're funny dude yeah Okay. buy okay. it dude buy it i'll buy it yeah i'll buy it. go to the store bye bye put in your cart go home you got the comedy bit dude you're okay. going for it i love it yeah and yeah so a little bit of background for the marketing interns i today is november 26th and you guys are listening to this podcast and i'm uh doing stand-up comedy at a at a local acme it's called the Acme Comedy Club. You're popping your cherry. Yeah, it's my first one. I'm doing open mic, and I get three minutes. What time and what day? November 26th at right, right. 7 p.m. or whatever. Write this down, listeners. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's Support, pro- yeah. There you go. Um, our 2022 listeners are like, wow, you really made it big as a freaking co- comedian, dude. <laughs> um, but anyways. Yeah, shout out to all those members, those listeners right now that are in uh, maybe 2019. Yeah, 2019 at least. Yeah, um, shout out. But yeah, I'm just, I'm nervous. 
and I think I wrote this average quality down because I'm just I don't know if I'm. Yeah, fine. well, let's set the stage here. So you're okay. going to this comedy bit, and you've been workshopping some bits for I don't know. Let's just let's spitball and say six weeks, mm-hmm. and you found out about a week and a half ago that you have three minutes, no more. And you're not even guaranteed those three minutes. You can the, the mics can be cut off at any point, right? Or you're not even given the time allotted, right? Because there's just too many people signed up, right? So you're going in there uh, tonight, and you're just going to be winging it, dude. I am. I am. I'm like very nervous, but at the same time, like every night I stopped. So I stopped reading Harry Potter at night, um, just for the time being, because I was just, I'm so locked in on this, and I've been writing down my comedy bit, like my same stand up bit, um, every single night. And I've just been doing that over and over and over again. I've written out a couple different times, just a couple different things, adding it in if it's funny or not, dropping it in lines. Like I've had to take so many Ubers because my car's done. You know how great of an opportunity that is to just tell your bit to some to the Uber driver subtly, like not saying like, "Hey, here's my comedy bit," and then deliver it, but just talking about it. It's it's been fun. So I'm hoping like some of this is gonna stick when I get up on stage and I'm just nervous as hell, but it's gonna be fun. You'll have Sam and I there for sure. Yeah. 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 I'll have support from my, my brothers. Yeah. The back pocket will be present. Absolutely. How are you doing today, Sam? We didn't know really really ask you. This is your first time producing, so that's I feel fine. Okay. I, I think nervous? I pressed the button, right? I mean it's going. <laughs> yeah, we are recording. It looks, okay. it looks good. Yeah. yeah you good. guys sound good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so let's uh let's bring a quick flashback here. Um we had a producer for the first three or four podcasts and he was doing the same thing you did. We didn't have video at the time. But he hit the bu- he hit the the play button and he was pretty good at it. So you have some uh, big shoes, big shoes to fill. So be prepared. There's I'm actually up been for it, yeah. yeah. There's actually been six producers before you, technically, yeah. technically speaking. Because we they thought- just keep running away or what? You guys just can't <laughs> hold on to producers. <laughs> well, we don't. We didn't have any other tasks for them besides hitting press play. Oh. Like you're here to do a lot more yeah. than just that. And uh, that was their role, so they quickly just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, that's not super appealing. That's no. his job. And for some reason, like, when Andrew and I first started, we were like, all right, we need a producer. We can't record without a producer, 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 producer. And, you know, so we went through them pretty quick because they all couldn't show up at the times we were recording. So when someone was there, like Mark Amick, second string producer, he just happened to be in the room while we were uh, trying to record that day. Or sixth string producer Hunter Morosi. I don't know if anyone – if you know the man Hunter Morosi, like good for you. He's football player. That's and, enough said. Yeah, Hunter Morosi. Hunter. Well, find the, find where he came from. Yeah, the funniest part about that is how we got him. It yeah. was we were on our way to record our President Sullivan interview for the first time, and we we're like, Steve can't make it, Mark can't make it, the other four, three guys can't make it, and we saw Hunter Morosi eating food at um, Tees, the local, you know, coffee or cafe. And we're like, hey, can you uh, can you come produce a podcast for us while we record President Sullivan? He's all in. Yeah, classic. Ridic. Find a guy, find a body, fill the role, do the hit role. the button. Yeah, but uh, trapping the puck and transitioning here. Uh, let's get to our uh, what did you learn segment. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a staple of the back pocket. If you have listened to all seventy seven episodes of the back pocket, you know we answer what we learned every day on every episode. So, on the forty second podcast of season two, Declan Brown, what did you learn today? I learned that. I listened to a human evolution podcast today and I realized that, or I learned that humans developed or have always had a knack for throwing things. And this developed at an early stage and really was a pinnacle of us as a human race um, evolving so fast because before think of like a monkey trying to defend itself against a lion. 
you would need 80 to 90 monkeys to by hand to beat this lion. But the second they figured out how to throw, then they could kill that lion from a distance. Having the range to, to beat down a lion or kill a lion um, was huge. And so when you look at kids, they're always chucking stuff. It's a natural habit. It's a natural thing. And that's what I learned. I was like, I, it blew my mind that like something as simple as throwing was something that was a pinnacle part as to why we're here. So they're they're so monkeys are doing it because they're afraid. They're not usually they're not usually doing it because they're trying to kill it. They're afraid they're they're gonna they're die. De- they're defending they're them defending. themselves. Yeah. Yes. Um. So a baby's trying to kill their their parents. I don't know when you when you give a four year old a baseball, he's pretty lethal. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. I, I knew Just that something to think about. Yeah, definitely something to think about there. Mm-hmm. What'd you learn, man? I learned. So this came right off of Mark Mitri's podcast, and when he was talking about the evolution of VR and how that where that's headed, and all like how eventually it's going to be like we're not even going to think twice about technology. It's just going to be life. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like that's sweet. I love that. All right. So I was like thinking about like where we came from and like the evolution of our back pocket podcast. And how, and then you kind of mentioned this as well, was like, we, this is coming from scratch. Nothing. The back pocket was zero. It was non-existence. It was all just open territory. Mm-hmm. And we built a little hut and we started a fire and we were able to warm our bodies and just slowly grow. And then we eventually were able to create a river and or find a water source to like hydrate ourselves and then streamline something and figure out how to quickly expand and build this community. And like you can come up with analogy after analogy of how a community is started from literally nothing. And that was the back pocket. And we're probably like three, four huts. Maybe we got like a two-story building in there right now. Mm-hmm. But like we are just this tiny little community that we're starting to see a little success from. And it's just super inspirational. Um, and we're wrapping up season two here. Uh, December 20th. So for all those back pocket listeners, those marketing interns, those learners right now, we're finishing this season on December 20th with a marketing intern spotlight. That's just going to be deck and I, it's going to be a blast. Um, but before we get to that, we got to wrap up this season too, and continue to build these grassroots, these, this little community that we got. And we're so happy that these marketing interns, all you listeners out there right now are enjoying what we're able to provide. Dude, that's awesome. I freaking love that. And it's great to see like the water resource is, is just represents the life. And then that, that next opportunity. And when you're, when it's survival, um, not only in the podcast world, but in real life, it's, it's do or die. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like how we've, we haven't really thought of our podcast as do or die, but we've always operated like it was do or die Mm -hmm. no matter what we've done. So that was the best one that I, what did we learn or what did, that was the best what did you learn for of all time i think from from you that was phenomenal thanks great man. monologue man. all right sam what did you learn sam? yeah mine's probably gonna be better than that actually sweet um, okay wow. so take. i think one trend we're gonna see here is that my what did i learn is usually a lot less serious in your guys's probably mm-hmm. because my life is a little less serious in your guys's right now mm-hmm. um i miss summer learned that today it's freezing out today uh bank account is down not working as much as i did this summer tan's gone not really motivated to keep the body up to par, you know. I'm gonna be on the boat, shirtless with people. Yeah, know, it's hibernating season. Hey. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I miss the sun. I'm already sick of the cold. It's literally like December first. It's about to be, and I miss summer. Yo, spin zone. Do you guys miss summer? We I mean, love the winter. 
I, I like aspects of the winter. What do you like about the winter? Pond hockey. Okay. That's, that's like good. the most Minnesota thing I could have said. Okay. Yeah, snow- yeah. Okay. Pond hockey, snowmobiling. Hunting. Ice fishing, spearing. Okay. Has there ever been spearing before? No. Okay. Can we're we're you... going to go spearing up in my leg. Yeah. Okay. Take yeah. Us. yeah. Can you? Yeah. I was just going to say, because you seem like you're so Minnesotan, and you are for sure, and but you seem way more Minnesotan just because Andrew and I are the most non-Minnesotan people, I feel like. Um, so yeah, you get, can you take us on a couple of Minnesotan adventures? Yeah, I would actually love that. Okay. Sick. I would love to do a tour guide. I'll take you guys up North, take you guys on my lake, show you guys how to spear, show you guys how to play pond hockey. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm I don't not, shoot a gun, so I'll spear though. I'm, I'm not, not Scandinavian though, so I can't make you guys like Lefsa or Ludafisk or That's any okay. of that, which no you don't want this stuff anyway. I don't so need it's that. pretty gross, but Andy, uh, I'll take you, you on some trips though. Yeah. What do you love about the winter, Andrew? Okay, so we were just talking about this the other day. Why I love the winter, dude, is because it's just such a gritty atmosphere. Like, Declan's talking about how he goes to his construction job, and he's just got to embody, like, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's just got to be a gritty-ass dude out there, just, like, no, just got to grind. That's all you have to do, and it's like you're in the Steel City right now, and you just got to work. That's literally how I feel. That's how you feel. At 5 a.m. on a 11th floor of a building that's just blowing wind. Yeah. So then you're getting out there in the winter, and, like, when you want to go outside, you just have to just be like, fuck it. Like, I'm gonna about to be so cold, and you have to literally tell yourself, I'm not going to be cold. I'm going to walk down the street to get my groceries, to get this case of beer, and throw it over my shoulder. I was able to do all summer and love this thing. Now I do it in the winter, and it's just like... Earn it, yeah. You got you got to earn this this uh, twenty four rack of Michelob Golden Light, and that's why I'm earning every single moment I go outside. It's it's kind of just these small little victories versus the things that you can just easily access uh, have access to during the summer. I'm not that deep. I just miss the boat. And like summer concerts outside. Andy serious. Andy serious. And Cowboy Jacks patio yeah yeah that's oh. a big thing i miss too that yeah cowboy jacks is phenomenal yeah. slims doesn't even operate anymore because it's just all patio yeah I mean, unbelievable you guys don't miss that. how about this though you guys would rather be gritty like the pittsburgh steelers instead of going to cowboy slims and going on the patio fuck dude here's hey, i don't know like the here's what patio i like there, that place is sick hold on dude you can give me a triple patio and here's what i'll take over your triple patio i'll take going up to whistler and just going down spanky's ladder it's blowing freaking it's a blizzard snow you can barely see anything but you're just crushing and loving that deep powder that just tur- making turns i love skiing i love winter and like there's a gritty aspect to that where it's just survival and such a different mr experience. summer over here dude i don't mind the cold uh, okay. i i don't i don't mind winter but i would definitely just take summer over winter any day especially minnesota summer is just i don't know i like the lake and Know, the warmth and yeah. cabins and beer and sure i mean i guess you can drink that in the winter but yeah. it just tastes a lot better in, in the summer you know also yeah. having money that's a big thing because i'm an intern okay so yeah you're not I getting work, paid a lot yeah i was working like 40 hours a week this summer and now I'm, dude you're making good money here though yeah you're making really yeah. good money here you guys pay pretty good for a guy that presses the button yeah you know that's pretty cool but uh enough about this Plus, weather dude yeah. Yeah, yeah that was that was our newest segment um fall or winter or summer Featuring the back pocket. Yeah. So, great, great title there, Doug. Yeah, thanks. I had to workshop it in my head a little bit. It wasn't yeah. wasn't coming out just right, you know. Yeah. All right, trapping the puck here. Feel good story. Decky Brown and these marketing interns on a positive note for us. All right, so let's not get away from the fact that um, we introduced this podcast as 
November 26th. It's a Monday, of course. And everyone is out there on uh, Amazon. They're out there on Kohl's.com, Craigslist. There's all kinds of deals. It's Cyber Monday, dude. It's Craigslist partaking that easy. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're selling things, so you're selling them at a discounted price yourself on Craigslist. Their sofa's going for 15 bucks right now. Yo, there's human bodies going out there. It's crazy. Craig, Don't go to Craigslist. You could have yeah, like, just said Best Buy yeah. and just avoided this entire <laughs> Could have said Walmart. Yeah. Well, sorry, sorry. Yeah, well, well, hey, Sam, you can, cut, you can cut that off if you want, yeah. man. It's up to you. Um, <laughs> but, dude, anyways, any, anyways, it's Cyber Monday. Everyone's – all these companies, right, are giving you these deals like, hey, 20% off. Hey, this can't miss 70% off deal. Well, you know what? The back pocket is giving everybody that listens to this podcast – a 100% off deal. Mm. Can't get much better than that. What's this deal going to be, Deck? So the deal is you go on our podcast or you go on our website. You go to the your, store. What's our website again? Yourbackpockets.com. That's with an S. Is that with an S? It is with an S. Yourbackpockets.com. And you're going to go to the store and you're going to see this Christmas bundle that you're going to be able to click on. It's $0.00. You're telling me it's a package deal? It's a package deal. So what we got in this package deal is, of course, our Christmas card. You get to see our lovely faces, and you get to hang that Christmas card on your fridge for as long as you want. And just from experience, dude, not a lot of people do fridge maintenance. And so we'll be there probably for a whole year. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But in in addition to that, there'll be a couple of knickknacks in there for you, a couple stickers, uh, maybe a nice personal note from the back pocket. So... Hey, all you got to do, email address, and obviously a place to ship our um, our Christmas card. So get after that. It's pretty easy, man. If you just want a Christmas card in the back pocket, go on to your back pockets. That's with an S, dot com. Yeah, and so it's just a season of giving, and we're all about giving. So that's what we're all about. Sam, are you going to do that, you think? Yeah, I definitely will do that. Um, I think that people that have more Christmas cards than other people, it's like a weird flex. You ever go in a house and there's just an insane amount of Christmas cards? That's my like, family. This person's so cool. And they, some, just some just throw it on the, the fridge, but some even have like a bulletin board. Like yeah. Just specifically yes. for Is that the weird Christmas card, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird flex. Yeah. But, I mean, even just on the, the fridge, sometimes like, dude, you, you do not know this many people. Like, you know, this, you know way too many people. Yeah. But, so if you're trying to flex, get this Christmas card. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'd love to be Pile on your balcony and hang in with all the other 300 people that you hey. supposedly know. And if you're feeling extra lonely, we're here for you. We're in your back pocket. Always. We'll send you a picture of Declan, Andrew, and Sam. Yeah. It's so going to be all the time. Yeah, Sam, absolutely. you've earned a spot on the Christmas cards. Yeah, you, you earned it, dude. Yeah. Two Wait, weeks in, you earned you, it. Are you going to have a mustache for it? Yeah. Yeah? Sweet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we will. Good. Um, Good. Okay, Good. next week, real quick. Vinny from Alter Fitness local legend um just total great dude i've been working out at his place it's it's an absolute blast that podcast will be what, what's next week december third third second first third, third december third we will see you guys then 5 a.m with Vinny from alter cheers guys take care take care